Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everyone. Yeah, it's January. Wow, is it January? Gray, overcast. We did have about four or five inches of snow. It's kind of warmed up and melted. It's been that way now, back and forth for several years. Kind of wondering if the snowmobile and ski industry is going to survive after about, I don't know, five years or so of this. But... We'll see what next year brings. I'm okay with the fact that we're getting a lot of rain and so the water levels are good in between our snowstorms. So I don't have to do a lot of shoveling or scraping my car off. Boots I haven't worn very much this winter. It's great. So what have I been doing over the last couple of weeks? Same stuff, different podcast, right? It is still the ongoing sewing room declutter. Now, I'll probably update, you know, periodically, but Karen Brown has finished all of the prompts for her challenge. And the last couple of prompts are things like go through your UFOs and you need to name them and what you're really going to do. I have mine in a stack. Kits, I don't have very many, and those that are left are separated out into my fabric. Bedding and scraps, I have to do. Pre-cuts and orphan blocks, they're in bins. I will start going through those in the future, and right now I am in the middle of a big fabric sort. Sort, yeah. (laughs) It's like, wow. Wow, wow, wow. How do you sort fabric? I have tried doing the put things in baskets by pre-cut squares, and I hate that. And the squares are all mangled. And all of those things that are old, over five years old, tiny bits and pieces, I've thrown away. Because I don't have any use for them. I still have a lot of fabric that's fresh and newer. And even if it's a little bit older than five years, they're not pre-cut so the ends aren't all mangled. So I'm going to sort all of my fabric. I have two Calyx systems from Ikea. They're bookshelves and in the bookshelves you can buy bins that slide in and out like drawers. I have that in one room for our dresser holding all of our laundry and that is a eight by eight system. It's huge. And I decided, because I have a tiny room, to have a smaller system that's two two by four. So it's two bins wide, four deep. I have gone through six of the 16 bins. Plus, I have totes that have a lot of just scraps and miscellaneous that need to be gone through that I have moved 
to my storage area. So what I've decided to do, instead of trying to do it by, oh, genre, I had my fabrics by genre, like Christmas was in one, which had very little. I had um, tulip pink in one, which I had used it all up. You know, so at bottom line, I thought, I'm going to go by pre-cuts are going in one bin, and they're going to be kind of in the bin in little shoe boxes by designer, I think, because you hate to break those up. The pre-cuts, the reason you buy them is for collections, so I'm keeping those collections together. The rest are sorted by colors, and if they're like a current project, they're in one of those scrapbook folders, bins, totes, not folders, they're like a little shallow rectangular, I think they're 14 by 14 little containers. Those are current projects. So I haven't gone through any of those either. But where I feel like I'm at is I have my sewing room set up the way I want. I have my new sewing table. I threw the box away before I got all the details, but it's one of those very popular, inexpensive. Um, the top is plastic, but it's very sturdy has a drop-down ledge, which I'm keeping up and putting my pressing station there. It has an adjustable table for the sewing machine, and it's perfect. It's 45 long, and that's about the size of the double-wide card table I had in here, and the card table was just too wobbly. Now, this machine I have is a Janome Magnolia 7330. I'm looking right at it. So I have all the details of that and it fits perfectly and it doesn't jiggle. But if you were to have a big machine, say like a really big powerful Juki or a really big oversized um, with a large throat space machine, it probably wouldn't fit and it would probably jiggle on this table. So the beauty of having a littler machine for a littler space is great. I have a long arm that's upstairs, and that has its own little station, which isn't very much. But I did move a few things up there, like the ironing board. So I've got some straightening around to do on the second floor where the long arm is in our bedrooms. And this little tiny enclosed front porch that's useless has become a storage area. But I want it to be an attractive storage area. I don't want it to be a dumping ground of just piles of stuff you can't access because half of the porch has a picture window that is right by my chair so I can see out in it and if it's a mess <laughs> I don't want to block all the um, sun we get very little anyway in our house so I don't want to block that big picture window with a drape so anyway I gotta clean it up a little bit make some organization of the chaos that's gonna take all winter. But I feel like I've made great progress in a couple of weeks with the prompts from Karen Brown of Just Get It Done Quilts. And she has it on YouTube as well as her blog. And I have to say, don't do it once every decade. She's done this three years in a row and she'll probably do it again next year. I would do this every year. And if you do it every year, it won't be a monstrosity like mine is. And you'll just do it in 10, 15 minutes a day. In 21 days, you'll have touched everything, organized everything. Done. It'll be a great way to keep your space in order. I have a long haul. And that's okay. If I don't get it 100% done by spring, 
then it'll be here for next winter, which is a good segue into winter. So I had an interesting um, journaling prompt with Silk and Sonder, which is about seasonal sadness and seasonal things that winter bring. And yeah, seasonal affective disorder is the real deal. I probably suffer from it a little bit every year. Um, it's not major, but you know, it's enough where you get the the Januaries, the blahs, the cabin fever, the restlessness, boredom, all of the things that go with it. But what I want to say is this is the time of year where I cope with it by doing projects like a year-long quilt along or the big declutter and cleaning up. And then when the sun shines bright in the spring, I'm all in for the outdoor activities, the traveling, the being out. And then I get exhausted come winter again. And this is a time for introspection and a time for kind of the hibernation and making my home great. The other part is this is a time where I can really lock in my gym work because in summer it kind of derails with the heat and we're outside and I'm walking, but I want to keep up at least some parts of my gym routine going all year long. And so I've really established, you know, getting out in my little garage gym 10 minutes a day and doing all of the things that I want to work on for self-care. Got my hair cut. That's the same as it's always been. It's just several inches shorter and it looks neater. This is the time where I start doing my nails and I love the kit my sister got me. Um, I start doing things like watching the shows that I haven't been able to watch because I have a little bit more time. And, you know, football's about done. So we switch gears to series. Um, I'm watching Bad Batch on Disney, which is a Star Wars cartoon. I love it. And we finished Wednesday. We finished um, Willow. So we started, um, it is a Star Wars one. Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a live action one. It's okay so far. Andorra, I think is the name of it. And, you know, so this is a time for self-care. I'm planning out my fairy garden, which is going to have some changes in the larger houses. So I've had some good ideas about um, how to get larger houses without breaking the bank by some friends on Facebook. And so this is a time of the year where even though there's a slight bit of dread, like, oh, it's that dark and gloomy. Hey, we are past the longest nights and the short days and we're getting more sunshine, less snow. And, you know, I'm starting to feel the whole, um, let's get some good routines going. Where I used to before I got sick and before the pandemic had rocked our world. You know, I did a little long arming. I had some exercise. And that all takes me around to all of the books I've ever read about taking care of yourself and getting good routines. I've not reread books because I'm finding it hard, to be honest, to comprehend things. But going through Gretchen Rubin's um, major points in all of the books, 
the happiness project, the four tendencies, and how to make good routines, Atomic Habits. I've not read that book, but I found a great little YouTube video that I put in yesterday's Saturday morning coffee that's really about making micro habits. And then those micro habits become ingrained in your routine and you add on it or habit stacking, you know, like just getting my coffee, but that with the coffee, I do my morning journaling. And then certain times a day, I don't even really have to think about it anymore. It's part of my clean up the kitchen. It's the routine. It's my morning meditation. And then I'm squeaking in, where am I putting my 10 minutes of long arming in these days? And where am I putting my 10 minutes of exercise? And it's really coming along. So I'll put that video in the show notes too, because I found it really helpful because I don't have a lot of time with my full-time job to do a lot of leisurely reading. And even if I did have a lot of great comprehension right now, um, reading, I just don't have the time for it. So I think that's where um, if you have more time and you can read and slowly digest it, great. I'm looking for more audiobooks these days. So what am I sewing? Well, I'm doing my social lights too. It has been a great brain rehabilitation project for me. When I started the first block three months ago, it's a little over three months, we're on week 12. Um, I had a hard time reading the pattern. I had to watch the video that Kimberly Jolly did on how to sew it. I was overwhelmed with picking colors and that's what's prompted this whole fabric and sewing room is just too overwhelming. I can't ignore it anymore. But each block, we've learned different techniques. And with each technique has come more flooding back into my brain about how I know how to do this. I remember this. And I really find this to be very therapeutic. You know, I had the similar situation when I had cancer about, I don't know, I want to say 12 or 14 years ago. And after my thyroid was removed and I had a certain treatments, the brain fog it was just this excessive fatigue and mental slowness. Well, with that was comprehension problems. And this is similar, only more in depth because it's not relenting. At least I felt better and better and better after I stopped all my treatments. But with long COVID, it's it's comes and goes. And it's been more of the whole um, empty headedness of, you know, the mind's eye and trying to do crafts has been difficult. But this has been great because I've been able to really go through all of the techniques. I've watched Lori Holt do her tutorials for the um, new book, um, Scrappiness is Happiness. And I haven't dug into that book yet, but watching those brings all of it back. So I'm very excited. This week was a simpler block. It has two nine patches and two um, half square triangle four patches. And I don't remember what they called it, but it was, it went together pretty well. I lost a couple points, but you know, in a six and a half inch block, it, who cares? It's not perfect. And I really like the colors I'm choosing. I've kind of pulled together some remnants of pre-cuts that I had, and I'm adding a little bit more color 
in using that as inspiration for the color palette. And that's really all I've done. And I long-armed one block in two weeks. Yeah, I'm not winning any speed races with that. I'm so glad my friend um, who I'm quilting for is very patient. Um, <clears throat> the Scrappy Spools Quilt Along is monthly. I've already done my eight blocks. <clears throat> and I don't know, I may try putting um, the thatched tan that I have for the spools on one of them. So we'll do more of those. They're eight, eight little five and a half inch blocks a month. And then at the end, I think they have you chain piece all of the spools and put them together in rows. I may do a little bit as I go along. I'm not really worried about trying to make any speed records with that one and have it finished by the end of the quilt along. But what's fun about the quilt alongs is it gives you a map of, you know, if you can keep up great and get it done great. Um, I have a couple of quilt alongs from last year that I'm still plugging away at and I have made zero progress on those in the last two weeks. But what I have done is I've caught up on my temperature cross stitch. I've done that. I've taken all of the winter um, decorations down in my house and I'm starting to put up some spring ones, fairy garden inspired things, just so that I can start mapping out my fairy gardens. And I'm going to change out, you know, the Christmas wreath is still by the door. You know, I'll do that eventually. And really, um, as far as crafting and all that, I've not done a ton of it. It's all been all of my energy focused on this decluttering and cleaning project, which you know I'm telling you, don't try to do more than a half hour to an hour a day if you have an hour. You get burned out on the project so bad. And it's like, I even bought a new journal. You can hear me flipping through it here. A cheap one where I can just write all the things down and ideas. I haven't... Um, got my plants moved or the coffee station set up because everything has to have an order. So I'm going to get all of the trash that I've accumulated in some of all of this decluttering and put it in a the crawl space by the back door. So when spring comes, that can go out to spring cleanup. I have a couple of boxes for donation, which I hope to do a donation run this week. But I want to say, I posted on the Facebook group as well as some couple of other uh, places in social media about throwing my scraps away. And I apologize if that distressed you. I mean, some people are, are really distressed that I'm throwing scraps away. I'm talking scraps. I mean, one and a half by skinny strips, um, real off cuts from patterns. They're not even square. They're on the bias. They're stretched. The edges are frayed. Some are 10 years old or more. You can feel the must and the decomposition of the fabric isn't good. Um, that's the trash. And no, I'm not going to make dog beds. We have a small humane society here and they don't keep a lot of dogs. They foster them out. So it's like, I'm not going to make beds. I'm not going to donate this to a charity group. They've got tons and tons of those kinds of scraps. It's going, I'm sorry, to the trash. It's where it's going. And I, it's, it's not something that I 
would be happy to give someone. They're, it's like embarrassing things. If I were to happen to give this to somebody, they'd be like, what are you giving me this bag of trash for? Now, as I go through my second sweep, that's everything that's left are really good sized off cuts or fat quarter or above. Now, when I go through that purge, uh, rest assured, those are going to donations. There is a couple charity groups in our community that would like those. Um, family members who are wanting to sew. I'm keeping some goofy novelty prints and some non-quilting fabric for the goose, the yard goose. That's my daughter's. I haven't started that yet. Hopefully in February. My goal is to have a couple of outfits to, to take to her when I see her in the spring. Um yeah, that those are the ones that will be as a second sweep. I'm just right now sorting by color, taking out the trash, and looking at a second sweep of going through the bins and going, you know what, am I really going to use this? If not, let's put that in donation. Those I'd be proud to give to somebody, but not the rest of it. <laughs> um, so that is... Uh, funny how people kind of get distressed. You know, if I had a secondhand um, craft shop that would take more um, craft things, but they have to be in decent shape. I would donate to those too, but I'm going to go through my craft supplies next. So this is part one of the podcast and I am going to end it here at 20 minutes and pick it up again later on as I have more things to chat about and maybe talk about some more progress. So as this is still uh, for a couple more days, January, this is January 22nd, I'm going to end this segment and then I will talk to you again in a few days. And here we are. It is February. I hear that it's Groundhog's Day and Punxsutawney Phil has said six more weeks of winter. So that means it'll be about 10 to 12 more weeks of winter here. It's like winter didn't really get here until the end of January. We're again in a cold snap. Then it'll warm up and get cold again. But it is snowing here on Groundhog's Day. I am very happy though. We have had a little bit of sunshine peeking through every day. And I noticed it's sunnier going to work. And at six o'clock last night, there was still daylight. It does my soul good. I'll have to say I am really starting to feel like I can get more done. I'm very happy on the progress of the declutter challenge. As I talked about in segment one, I have finished going through all the fabric bins in my sewing room and I have a couple of totes yet on the front porch, but I have all of the fabric sorted by color and sweep two will be happening in the next couple of weeks of going through and looking at what my family might want or what may go to a charity. I still have quite a bit of stuff to do, but it's getting there. And I'm feeling like I can breathe in this room. I'm podcasting right next to my design wall. I can look out the window and watch the snow gently falling. And 
It feels like a great place to be creative. So I still have a couple things left to do. Once I get all of the donation bags out of my little sewing room here, and I have another little box of trash that needs to go, I'm going to bring my Cricut back in. And then I want to put all of my house plants in the home office or music room. It's not an office anymore. It's where we store a lot of things and our instruments. And I, I've had the urge to get my violin out and try to play. Maybe, maybe, maybe that will happen soon. And I want to put the plants in there. They've, oh, they're not doing well in the kitchen. They get too many drafts. There's not enough sun. It's a north-facing window. So moving to a westerly-facing window may be better. And I'm hoping the, the plants are currently on a little rolling butcher block cart. And I would love to make that a little coffee station in my kitchen and put my electric kettle and put some teas and maybe a mason jar and have my French press there and just make it a place so I can clean the zone where all that is right now. <laughs> I need counter space. The French press is right next to my kitchen sink and I just need a place to have some hand washing has to happen. Not all goes in the dishwasher. And that little spot is cluttered. So I'd like to kind of clean off the countertops a little bit more. I'm still going back through a lot of my mantras that I've picked up along the way. And Gretchen Rubin's Outer Order, Inner Calm is resonating with me. And I'm getting there. It's you know, it's been probably since 2019, ever since lockdown, uh, this house has been full of stuff because we started being home more, working from home in a makeshift home office. And, you know, it's time to make things functional and then start going through all of the things because I got looking at my calendar and I realized at my next birthday, I will be 56. And that means I have about six years for the adjusted retirement date. I was going to retire at 55. And you know how you keep pushing that back because, you know, realistically, I've been in my job 30 years. But, you know, what am I going to do differently? And I really do enjoy and I'm good at part of my day job, which is nursing and I think that's where I'm going to stay until I retire. So I looked at my husband and said, we've got to start now in thinking about do we, if, if we were going to move, you know, in six years, we better start now. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's like really like becoming a reality that we need to go through this stuff, ready, getting ready for a downsize. We did the same thing when we were looking at being an empty nest couple about five years before it happened and our son was going to graduate we started both pursuing our hobbies more and that's when i really started taking off with quilting and podcasting and playing with youtube and he got into highland games and yeah so we got to make a plan we need a five-year plan for what we're going to do now 
between now and them. We're just that kind of a couple. Always knowing that anything can change in a split second, but it's good to have a loose plan because I don't want to wait till the last minute and be overwhelmed because I'm already overwhelmed with enough things in life. <laughs> so the long progress, long COVID progress know is things are getting better. I felt like December things started to turn a corner, got the flu and then had setbacks. So we've been going to um, a local clinic who does some alternative style treatments and it's no medication. It's a lot of common sense things. They also do some, um, I want to say newer age stuff. It's not really anything that you can't find on the internet, but they have all the equipment and he does a nice job in making my body feel better. And it's also helping my brain. I think between being at the time of my rehabilitation of from long COVID or post-COVID, whatever they're calling it. Um, symptoms, P-A-S-C, I think. Post, I don't know. Anyway, it's getting better. And I'm going to keep doing these treatments probably for a while because in addition to helping with my symptoms, it just is a nice break to go and take a few minutes from my day and do self-care not in my home. And I'm going to keep going with it. So feeling much better means, you know, I'm trying to get caught up on the laundry, get caught up on my routines. I feel they're coming back. And what I'm using to help me as I'm still struggling a bit with direction and my memory is Fly Lady, right? I've talked about that for the last couple of segments, but what am I doing to get on track because if you don't know fly lady and just go to the website and start jumping in you're like whoa this is really crazy overwhelming i use her fly lady plus is what the app is called on my phone and what's great about it is what you do you start she has morning musing which is like a blog post about just things that she's thinking about and how we want to keep our homes neat clutter-free, recycle things. And then she also has a daily mission, which is what do you want to do with your 15 minutes of your day? And this month she's focusing on 15 minutes of decluttering, which is going right dovetailing into the decluttering that I'm doing with the sewing room. She also has an Ask Fly Lady questions and she gives answers on the app. I think what's really great about this is there's a My Progress. It can show what you've been doing, all the different things you've been up to. Um, routines. She has suggestions of a morning, afternoon, and evening routine. And this is not just for stay-at-home people or work-from-home people. This is great. You can do her suggested routines and her morning suggested routines is like get dressed to shoes because she feels you know better with shoes on doing cleaning in her house so she has house shoes like my grandma used to have eat breakfast empty dishwasher start a load of laundry check your calendar i've just realized you can also customize the app and i'm going to put like add my journal time and 
things that I want to add for the morning routine. The afternoon routine is simple. It's what's for dinner. Have a plan. Drink your water. You're decluttering for 15 minutes. Uh, reboot your laundry and do 15 minutes of exercise. I'm going to put the 15 minute of exercise in my evening routine because I'm doing that right after work. And her evening routine is prepping for the next day. And she has a really nice, nice routines. You get going on the routines. It's great because then you don't have to think about it so much. But now while I'm trying to get back into it, you can actually check the box and poof, poof, it's gone. And then when you hit all of your routines, it gives you fireworks and stars and all the fun things. Then it talks about zone cleaning, that you spend 15 minutes a day working on a zone in your house. And she has your home broken up into many zones. And each week you work on specific tasks in the zone, which is a little more deeper cleaning. And then you have your weekly um, I call it power hour. It's your weekly routine of when you're doing, um, she calls it the weekly home blessing. And I try to do that, you know, it's like all the shine it up surface things, clean the bathroom, that kind of stuff. So the app is great. It's free on my Android and I'm sure it's free for, um, Apple. And I'm pretty sure you can do these kinds of things on your laptop. The other person that's really good at YouTube, who is a fly lady uh, follower, as well as other things is Diane in Denmark. And she's been doing short videos about just motivation. You know, let's get going. This is today's um, mission. This is today's area zone. And giving you a relatively short rah, 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 she says uh, at the beginning of the video. So I've been watching those and just getting back into the rhythm of it. So if you need help with organizing yourself and, and you don't have to have the game plan, the fly lady does in her app. It's wonderful. And then you can check it off and it has stars. It's super fun. <laughs> I like it. I also have a to-do list, but I found that the fly lady does sort that better for me. And then on the to-do list, I can put like things that don't go in with fly lady. And then I can put electronically my appointments in my calendar. I'm finding I have to have it in my phone or I'm not going to be where I need to be on time and I, I'm just going to get lost. I think my journal is really more of um, just your daily um, writing things down, how you're feeling, following the um, more the daily rituals that come with Silk and Sonder. And then I'm letting it go. At the end of the month, I'm throwing all these journals into um the recycle or trash. I haven't figured out if I can recycle these or not, but I'm going to figure it out. That has been my big focus January through to the beginning of February. Also, my husband has had a big focus in getting a new system set up in our garage. And if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, you might be sick of hearing about it, but I'm very excited because it's finally done. We have a squat rack. Okay, if you don't know, um, a squat rack is a really heavy duty, ours is pretty large rack and it has hooks on it. So you can put your weight bar, your barbell with the weights on the hooks in this rack 
get under it and then stand up and say do squats. You can also put your bench press inside it and that way you can do your bench press but it's got safety straps in the side of the squat rack. Our squat rack is a big rectangle. Well, at the back of the rectangle, we have now a new system. If you want to look it up, if you're a, a gym um, enthusiast, um, I wasn't. Gonna, I was going to say gym rat, but I th- is that outdated? Does that make me sound old? Anyway, if you are a, a gym enthusiast, we have a weight stack now with a cable system. It's called an Aries system for our rep fitness squat rack. <laughs> okay. I didn't know about all this stuff until I started going to the gym about 10 years ago. And then we quit going to the gym because it got very expensive for the monthly memberships. And then, of course, when we really wanted to use the gym, we ran into some difficult people who didn't want uh, people out of their demographic in different weight areas or room and it got to be filled with what I call gym bros and that means men and women gym bros who were just obnoxious and um, really harassing my husband especially. So the beginning of lockdown my husband said enough is enough and started building this gym. With the Aries system it completes what three year progress of collecting it's like any other hobby right you start collecting things and you get more things so we have free weights we have dumbbells we have an exercise ball we have a box that you can stand and do a box squats a bench resistance bands anything it's like the best gym I've ever been to and I wanted one cardio piece of equipment for me and that is we got a concept to gym quality rowing machine. I love the rowing machine because I don't have to worry about falling off it. Bad balance. And now my next favorite thing is trying to restore some of the balance problems that I've had that long COVID has seemed to advance a little bit as I'm sitting on an exercise ball and doing some exercises to try to help my core as well as not falling off the exercise ball. So I've been super excited. I've been in the little gym now. I'm calling it gym. You know it's in my garage. Yes, it's heated for those who might want to know. And we do have a window air for the summer and a fan. So yeah, we are out in the garage. I've been going in the garage a time or two a week since I got over the flu in December because I was trying to build up to my brand new resolutions for the new year, new me and my rehab. And I have really been building up to the point now where I'm trying to make it a habit that I don't even think about as soon as I get home from work, I drop my bags, go out and do 10 to 15 minutes of exercise. But now I'm finding I'm really doing 10 minutes of rowing and probably another 10 minutes of other exercises. And I'm not short of breath. And that's recently happened since I started doing some of my other treatments. So I'm feeling better. And now I've got to figure out an app for (laughs) my routine for using the gym. There's many out there. I need one. I have Samsung Health on my phone. 
So I think I'm going to explore that a little bit more to see if I can find a place to put my goals in maybe a customized routine. I don't really want to like necessarily have a routine that you got to click on and play, but I might someday, but I don't think I'm quite ready for that. So the one thing that was a challenge uh, a couple weeks ago with Fly Lady was an anti-procrastination day. It just popped up and I was like, I'm not procrastinating on anything. And then I went, mm-hmm, yes, you are. You haven't been to the dentist in almost 10 months. I've also canceled a filling appointment because I had sickness during that time. And then in the fall, I canceled my cleaning because we got in that accident hitting the deer and I didn't have a car and I wasn't feeling well enough to lay in the dental chair because I would get short of breath whenever I laid laid down. So I made an appointment and this morning I had my first dental cleaning. And guess what? I still need to have one filling and one crown. So I scheduled the filling for April because it's short and a more acute appointment. The crown is more preventative because the filling in it is going to crumble. All right, I'm going to try the filling first and see if I can lay down. And then due to the way my benefits are, I think the crown I'm going to get scheduled next January so that I'm not using up all of my benefit with the filling. You know, you got to play with the numbers and dates a little bit to make your program work for you. And the interesting thing is, is my dentist is semi-retired. She's my age. I know. But today I saw her and she did looked at all of her work and still recommended what the young new dentist (laughs) recommended. And I'm laughing because I was like, hmm, do I really need a filling in a crown? They don't hurt me. She goes, yeah, you really do need a filling in a crown. And last, I don't know, 18 months ago before I got um, sick, the younger dentist, she bought the the new, she bought the um, practice. There we go. And now my dentist, who's semi-retired, only comes in to help her out, quote unquote, a few days a month, just probably to keep her license. So it was nice to see her, catch up with her, and know that she's finding empty nest and early retirement um, as problematic as I thought empty nest was going to be and that early retirement is going to be. (laughs) And she says everything is so quiet and what do you do all day? So she has hobbies and and is still working part-time. So anti-procrastination day. If you have something you've been procrastinating on and it's a quick win, make that phone call. Do you need to have a physical? Do you need to make a dental appointment? Are you overdue for a hair appointment? Because these are all things around here. It takes a long time to get in. So if you make the call today, maybe you can get in in the next few weeks or in the next couple of months. So I did all of that and now I'm feeling very, very accomplished here on February 2nd that I got my teeth cleaned. I've been really avoiding it because laying down is hard, a little bit anxious about the filling, but that should be a short appointment. And they assure me that the tooth that needs a crown is small and it won't take as long as the last two molars that were crowned. So enough of dentistry. 
I think where I'm at currently in my sewing, because that's all I've been doing is sewing and long arming. Sewing progress. I did block 13, which is a um, Doug Lico pattern for Socialites 2. And he is known for having challenging patterns. What is the name of his block? I've got to look it up and let you know. Because every week the blocks have names. And I tend to not look at names because, I don't know, it just, just don't. Just don't do it. Um, let me look here. Put you on pause for a second. Yes, Doug Lico, and it's called Innovate. And he really does innovate. It didn't need to be paper pieced. However, I probably would have liked to paper piece some of it because I did a six inch block. And each unit is like an inch and a half by two inches or a total patch of two and a half inches. So overall, that's a little challenging. But I'm thinking this is as close to Dear Jane as I'm going to get for a long time if I ever go back to that project. And I am 13 blocks into it. And I think that's about halfway through. I don't know. I thought it was 24 blocks. But somebody just put in the Socialites Lounge on Facebook that it may be longer. But I like it. So Innovate. He does some pretty challenging stuff. But it's not impossible. Watch Kimberly Jolly's tutorial. She does one every week when the pattern comes out. And her tutorial, I'm watching them and depending on them less and less. That's the whole reason I've been doing Socialites is to try to remember how to piece and using all the skills. And believe me, this whole series is using all the skills. Everything from my big nemesis, square in a square, or no, pinwheels first. Pinwheels are my nemesis. I can't get the points to line up and I'm learning to open my seams to press them and also about the importance of not only pinning but what kind of pin you're using I've learned all that through Kimberly's tutorials and then flying geese flying geese are tough but I have got to a point where I'm not terrified of doing them as I was 13 weeks ago when we started this of course there's half square triangle square in a square stitch and flip all, all kinds of things. My blocks are far from perfect and I have given up on trying to be perfect, right? I don't need to have perfection that stresses me out. So I'm breaking up with perfection and just going with, you know what, my pinwheel isn't perfect in the center. I may um, pick out the first top row of my um, block 13 and try it again because it doesn't quite line up on one area but it may never line up because you know how it is sometimes your patches are just a teeny bit short so next week's block is supposed to come out today but I thought it would be fun for me to list the name of each block because I'm not into naming things I don't name my sewing machine I don't name my car and I'm terrible at coming up with names for items or patterns so look at here the first block was perennial a traditional tussy mussy patchy days flirty empower what's this always star 
shall we start? That's interesting, isn't it? Butterfly garden, interwoven, new plus old pattern, flourish, nurture, captivate, innovate. Oh, what great names. I'm just loving them. I think it's inspired me to try to be better at naming things instead of my quote being socialites to blah, 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 blah. So I thought the names are incredibly inspiring. The other thing that I did that has inspired me to keep on my momentum flow is I finished my friends. um, It's a Civil War reproduction fabric quilt. It's I don't know. It felt like it was a big quilt, but it's I just it's not. It's probably an actual twin size, maybe a little bit bigger. And she wanted it custom. It has taken me. probably five weeks of working on it because custom is hard, especially when your brain has been foggy like mine. But I finished it. She was going to pick it up today, but it's snowing really, really hard and she lives 45 minutes from here. So we'll try it again on another day. But I feel like I'm back to long arming. The next three quilts I need to do for her, they're small baby quilts and they're just going to be edge to edge. Then I have two large quilts that I need to be custom before spring. Spring around here is more like April or May. And then I have my own little quilts and I'm gathering up those UFOs in a bin in my sewing room so I can make the backs for them and get them ready. So that's really what I've been doing. I have stitched a little bit on my temperature cross stitch and planning and dreaming about my fairy garden. So a little tip I thought I'd give is someone gave me, and it's an interesting idea, I wanted a little bit bigger house for the garden because I have little tiny fairy houses in a couple that are a little bit bigger that are really designed for a fairy garden in a pot or a small raised flower bed. Well, mine's a large two-tiered fairy garden and I didn't want to spend a hundred dollars for larger sculptures and houses because that's how much they are at the fairy garden store in Frankenmuth and my friend online said why not upcycle birdhouses and I thought that's perfect they don't have to be real birdhouses they could be like decorative birdhouses they could have doors I could cover them over with little doors that you can buy at the Dollar Tree or other places that sell fairy garden and so that way I don't have animals going inside them and I'm just like really into this idea I'm pretty inspired by it so that's been kind of my other internet surfing time going on Pinterest and looking at fairy gardens made out of birdhouses. And I'm going to try going to the thrift store between now and summer, see if I can pick up a few um, thrifted birdhouses and maybe buy one special um, house for the garden that's from the fairy garden store, maybe for my birthday. My husband's talking about going down there in May. (laughs) Where it makes me feel funny. I'm gonna go for my birthday. I'm gonna go to the fairy garden store. (laughs) Yes, I am. I am, and I'm going to be very proud of it. It's fun to be 
am an empty nester in your late 50s going through your second childhood. It's actually an incredible amount of fun. So that's what I've been up to. I have kept up with my posting on the blog. I have worked on some videos on YouTube. So if you want to support the channel, just give a thumbs up if you happen to be on the blog or the YouTube channel. If you'd like to support the podcast, you could buy me a virtual cup of coffee at ko-fi.com. And the link is also on my website where the show notes are. I love to hear your comments, hear what you're up to. If you have any ideas or suggestions about fairy gardens or fly lady or routines or even um, exercising in my little gym, if you know of the app that you use that you really like, please let me know. And as I am pondering Groundhog's Day, you know, I know winter will go on beyond six weeks here, but I can always dream of spring. So thank you for listening. I appreciate everyone who is faithful in their coffee buying virtual coffees for me. We have Barb, we have Diane, I have Gail, I have so many friends who comment faithfully on the blog like Colleen and Diane comments and Connie and all of my friends online. Thank you for supporting me. It's really meant a lot over the last few months and I hope that as we go forward in 2023 uh, that we can continue the conversation online or even in email. Um, I sent out a newsletter for the first time in a year just because I wanted to let everybody know that I'm still doing Saturday morning coffee and I heard that there was a glitch in the RSS feed um, and some people didn't get notified. But I might send out a few more emails over the course of the year. If you'd like to sign up, there is a banner in my website as well as a page you can go to to sign up. It'll be very, very informal and sporadic, just about like every other thing in my life. (laughs) Oh gosh, you just never know. You make a loose plan for the day, the week, the month, and you just go with what life hands you. And that's what I'm hoping we all get out of this podcast is that really and truly our legacy lives within what we do every day, how we interact with those we come in contact with, and that we find balance through making craft and finding that Zen flow of creativity. And then maybe at the end, we'll have something that we find beautiful, that we may want to share with other people. And then I'm hoping that you find a place that you can talk about your passion as much as my passion for quilting, crafting, and all things just magic in creating. So take care, have a wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next time.